Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I am not your host. I've got something to say. Jonathan Pilbreak. I'm a <laughs> I don't know what I've got something to say. Okay, go for it. For the for this year, I was trying to take over as host. Uh-huh. And look what happened to the podcast. Not just what happened to the podcast. Well, first of all, we brought it back out of retirement. Podcast was doing all right. But the Packers it into the, ground. the Packers have sucked. They have sucked. When I was taking over as host of the podcast, the Packers sucked ass. So I have to do my duty, duty as the host. You know, now that you mention it, though, when we were podcasting is also when the Packers sucked ass. Yeah, because I was I was host. Because it's been about that long since we've podcasted. So this is no longer a podcast. This is a Online radio broadcast interview post haste. What does that mean? This is our Packer audio diary. This is our Packer audio masturbation chamber. Yes. Brother masturbation. Nothing like. Welcome to the Brother Packer masturbation. Working out your Packer thoughts with your broies. (laughs) Broies. When we rebrand, should we call ourselves Twerk in the Pack? <coughs> no. I mean, oh, I've lost your audio now. Where'd it go? It's fine. Hey, you relax. I muted myself because I'm coughing and I think I have tuberculosis. Oh, you might have. Bring it back. Damage here. Have you been teaching kids? Yeah. Yeah. That, that As a teacher, that's what you do. Okay. Anyway, back on topic, back on topic. <coughs> so the Packers defeated the Minnesota Vikings 41 to 17. And what's more, family, we were there. We were there this we time. We went there. We drove. We went to there from Denver, Colorado, to Springfield, Illinois, to get in a fight with our dad, and then we <laughs> went up to Racine to drop off the kids, and then we went to Green Bay, and we stayed above the sardine can, which was like living inside the battery pack of a vibrator, <laughs> and we then went to. The Packer game. That also a vibrator that you just also can place a little tube of vodka into and just fuck yourself with vodka. Yes. It's like vodka soaked tampons. It's just a vodka soaked dildo. Vodka. Vibrator. uh, Vodka dildo vibrator. That vibrates. You guys handled that way better than I did. You guys slept through that chaos. I was absolutely unable to sleep through it. I was tired. I was very tired. I was very sleepy when I was ready to go to sleep. Yeah, I was very sleepy too. I laid down. I put the fucking little night things on like the white ladies do. 
Mm, yeah, I saw that. The eye, eye mask. Yeah, an eye mask. The, the sardine can. Right, really hard. The sardine can is Green Bay's hottest club. It <laughs> <Nope>. has everything. <laughs> it has dirty cum shots. It has <coughs> a Coke dealer who is it, a, a, it has a, a, your f- a confessed Russell Wilson fan. Your fiance's first Coke. <laughs> Um, man, it has three bar and club. Good time. Yes. Yes. Not a place you want to sleep on top of. No. Yes. Especially because that floor is thin as fuck. They don't have carpet. There is nothing stopping the noise from going from a giant gyrating club to you trying to go to bed. The subwoofer. The subwoofers are even more intense in the apartment than they are in, in the, the bar. bar. Like yeah. they're actually nice and balanced in the bar. It's like, you know, loud sound, but it's like, yeah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. You get up to the room and it's just. That's all you hear until four in the morning. Accommodations in the Airbnb, which are unfortunate. Because like every accommodation is just another thing that makes noise. <laughs> the, yeah. the the plate inside the microwave will make more noise. The plate inside the microwave was rattling. Yeah, that yeah. bitch was going crazy. And if that's what you're into, if that's what you want to do, please get the Airbnb above the sardine can. Like if you're twenty something and you're just ready to drink and you're ready to go party. Fucking do it. Just live above the sardine can. It is incentive to stay out till close. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's like, like can't go home. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Hopefully. Absolutely. Look. New Year's Hopefully it's not a noon game. Fantastic. Kicked it until fucking 4 a.m. When we got home from the game and we were wiped the fuck out and we tried to go to sleep. Somehow you guys pulled it off. Mm-hmm. I regret not just going down to the bar and being like, fuck it, I'm getting wasted until you guys shut down because I could not sleep until they shut down. I heard every part of their shutdown. I heard them call last call. Oh I heard God. them closing. I heard all the intimate conversations between the bartenders and the bar backs. And man, there was some good drama. Like, that would be a good TV show if I wasn't trying to go to sleep. I'm pretty sure half of them are fucking each other. And probably shouldn't be. I'm pretty sure they were cheating on significant others. But I was trying to go to sleep, goddammit. Yeah. I made a bad decision by trying to go to sleep. I should have just kicked it with them. Because going to sleep was not happening for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went to sleep because we were, yeah. I know you were tired, but I was tired enough that it just... It just worked. More tired than me somehow. Yeah, I don't know how that. I know that I went to sleep after you the night before, uh, because I was able to steal your fan. Mm. Because there was another fan there that was not working, and I tried to fix that night for like twenty minutes. And I let you steal my fan because I travel with a fan. Battery powered bedside fan. Yes. I'm that kind of gangster ass traveler. Yes. I know what I mean. And I 
supply my own necessities. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And I took uh, I took that other fan, and I set that up. So I, I got to bed at like four thirty the night before, and then yeah, by the time I got back, I was ready to go to sleep. It was a great place to wake up too. It was great to just walk down, get some Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. Shit was kicking off. Not the Order best the Lambo then we got on the Lambo Leap, where apparently everybody else there, we there were two other parties there, a dude and then another couple, and they were all above the sardine can, too. <laughs> like, the two of them were at another Airbnb, like, yeah, we're above the sardine can, too. And then the other guy was like, yeah, I live above the sardine can. You get used to it. No, he said he lived next to it. Above it. That's enough. All right. There's only some. I just don't want you to be the guy who's who's like, you know, over dramatizing stuff for the media. Next step, you know, you're you're Brian, whatever his name was for NBC, was talking about getting shot at in Iraq. Or mm, yeah, that guy, Williams. Williams. Brian Williams. Yeah. Anyway, so I made the joke that uh, we were all getting kidnapped. There is no Lambo leap. It was a fake sign, but we all got to the game. It was easy. It was easy to get to the game. It was. You just free shuttle there. three blocks away. It was great. Yeah. Was the last stop on the fucking tour, so we yeah. didn't have to let anybody else on. That was dope. Yeah, we got on, and then we went straight to Lambo, and then we were in Lambo. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Lambo is a pretty good place to be. It was great. I, I got a question for you guys. Uh, so this is the second time that we've been to Lambo for a game as adults. Uh, did anything change for you this time? Was it? Do you feel yourself getting more familiar? Do you feel yourself? I was I was just as in awe of Lambo I think as I was the first time. Yeah, like it felt to me like, you know. I just wow, you know. Yeah, going and seeing that stadium. It's you know, it's funny because like we spent a lot of time in Green Bay as kids, but we didn't spend a lot. We didn't spend time in Lambo. Like we would vacation in Green Bay for like four days or like three days. Never take the tour. We never, yeah, never went on the stadium tour. Never actually went inside the stadium. Just peeked at it from from the outside. Once I don't remember that. Actually, you maybe. But... Oh yes, we did go on a tour. tour. I remember the tour. <laughs> I remember the tour guide telling me that the uh, last team to buy into the NFL was the Houston Texans at like under two billion dollars, and the next team to get a franchise was gonna cost more than two billion dollars. Kind of a relevant fact, but it's one of those things that you remember from school that sticks with you that you're like, oh, it's a crazy fucking fact. To buy a new NFL franchise, it's going to cost you over $2 billion. And that was the Texans, and I don't know if another new one has existed since then. I think the Browns yeah. got reinvented since then. but No, the Browns came yeah. before. I... The Browns came back before the Texans came. I I don't remember that. That was pretty insignificant. I remember going to the the wall in the end zone 
and showing how high it was. And then him talking about how Donald driver is able to make it in one single leap because he was a high jumper. (laughs) We're talking about that, but this time I honestly think the sardine can being at the sardine can gives me more of an understanding about green Bay. I think that put me more in touch with the black mountain, seeing those people like, okay, these are the people that are partying, getting more in touch with the alcoholism that's there. Taking more time going to the liquor store and seeing the whole case, seeing the whole case full of spotted cow, getting a case of spotted cow myself. I'm sorry I didn't give you any, Andrew. I wish I wish I would have given you spotted cows on the way, on the way out. Yeah, me um, too. That's why we're not okay anymore. Well, you sh- no, I told you I'd give you four. I entered the negotiation, and you just said it's no. just a couple miles to the north. I don't give a shit. I okay. brought home cases of spotted cow many times. If I wanted to, I would have stopped and fucking bought spotted cow. Spotted cow okay. is good, but spotted cow is not good enough that I'm really going to fucking make a pit stop for it. That's fair. It's fucking anyway, anyway, doing some like real... This time we got to do some like real in the community Green Bay drinking. And I think I just, that put me a little bit more touch. Now I'm a little bit more familiar, I think, with the real culture of Green Bay. What more do you need? You don't have me? Like, you didn't go to the spot or the sardine can and been like, oh. Well, that's fucking my brother all the way up and down. I mean, yeah, that was part of it, but I mean, I mean, there are other corners that did different shit. But but do you you see what I'm saying? Blended in is like, yeah, it is me. Yeah, yeah, that was perfect. You blended in real well. But what I'm saying is, I feel a little bit more connected. I feel even more connected now than I was before. To Green Bay. I think that's always what I'm looking for. Finding a way to do a deeper dive into the culture. Mm-hmm. Go deeper into it. And I felt like that, you know, the binge drinking that we did was was good for me. That was important for me to, to connect. Look, binge drinking is important. If I can teach anybody anything on this podcast, it's hey. You have to learn how to binge drink or you will never fully encapsulate Packer culture. Yep. Yeah. Binge drinking, that's it. That's true. Get it. Drink, 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 drink. That's so we, we showed up. We showed up at the stadium. We found a poker band roaming around. Y'all did some good dancing in that poker we band. did some good dancing. Y'all, say, y'all got down, y'all did a little... I don't, I don't know what you white people call that fucking dance that you guys did. That was, that's that's the polka. That's the step. That's kind of the polka step. It's the basic. It's just a simple little shimmy. And then you can do some variations yeah. on it and you can polka. Polka's a fun dance. Looking your spin. It was great. Watch you guys. You got it. You got out there and you got it. <laughs> and uh, we went in the stadium, got some brats. By the way, 
I still have that half a brat from the stadium. Oh, you should throw that away. Yeah, we will be rooting with that. Not great. We'll be what? Rooting with it. Like Sunday? Yeah. I got to find a place to put it. The Lambo brat? Yep. So that when we lose, I can throw it against a wall? Yes. Mm. I will say this. I feel like the food has gone down just a slight notch in Lambo. But the convenience is gone up. I feel the like market. last time we were there, there was a lot more crazy shit. I feel like this time there was a lot more streamlined. I feel like they kind of kicked out some of the more creative options. Mm-hmm. And they put in those uh, grab-and-go, pay-at-the-pump type fucking shits. I like that, man. I Like, it's fucking brats, <laughs> you know? <coughs> like, yeah, no man. matter what, they're going to be better when you cook them yourself. And so, you know, they're just they're just sausages. The the sausage that I got was pretty good. And they had, you know, hot sauerkraut, which is Boy, which is what you need. You don't need not saying you don't need much. Bad. The point is to get in and get out. Like it right. it's get nice. Back to your seat. It's nice to be able to fucking I did miss it roll out the barrel though. But you that's because I had to pee too. It was the pee that got me. I could have come back in and seen that interception. Hmm. Anyway, the game was fucking amazing. Here we are, <coughs> seventeen minutes into the podcast. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about let's that talk game. about last week's game <laughs> before we can get to this week. on Friday night. Through my tuberculosis, Tuberky. Yeah, what is what is what is happening? You'd be all right. Well, he's got a crew. He's great. He's surviving. Anyways, um, the Packer Force. I don't know if you guys know this, but we are called the Packer Force. We are thinking about rebranding because it's not catching on. But we are called the Packer Force because we have powers. And we had the power to fucking dominate this goddamn game, just like we had the power to dominate the last Vikings game we went to. Fuck the Vikings. That's right. We crushed this fucking game. Absolutely dominated from start to finish, just like we did the last Vikings game we did. And I don't know if we're magic or, like, super sexual or what you want to dub it put a name on it but people should pay us to go to at least Packer Vikings games because when we go to Packer Vikings games they are fucking amazing outcomes mm-hmm. and this game was nothing short of the best game that ever existed in the entire NFL <laughs> It was unbelievable, man. Start to finish, just fucking jaw-droppingly fantastic. I mean, this isn't a hard thing to say, but that was the first Packers return I've ever seen for a touchdown. Yep. Live? Live, yeah. (laughs) First Packers return that I've seen in memory. Yeah, there's many living people. Happened the there, last 
there's an entire generation of people that that's the first return they've ever seen for a touchdown. Absolutely. <laughs> like anyone under the age of 15 doesn't remember Randall Cobb's <laughs> first touchdown. Yeah. yeah. It's true. That's it yeah. crazy. But that, he yeah. He was at us in our end zone. He's rocking them to us. They came home to us. I mean, like growing up a child of Desmond Howard. Yeah. It was like there was the Packers played in a Super Bowl and we returned a kick for a touchdown in it. Yeah. It's like that was like, oh, ho hum, you know? It was, yeah. I mean, it was really cool that that fucking happened because it's the coolest fucking play there is. Yeah. But like, it. Yeah, I guess I grew up. I thought, yeah, I mean, we're the Packers. We have to have good returners. <laughs> and we got rid of Desmond Howard, and then he didn't do anything ever again. That's true. Not much. Mm-mm. And he played for the Raiders after that? I think so. But also, neither did the Packers special teams. <laughs> That's true. Riddle Cobb had his one shiny moment, but. Yep. It wasn't much. It's been a fucking low. Tremont Williams and Will Blackman had some some moments. Micah Hyde. Shout out Will Blackman. Did Micah Hyde get a touchdown? Punt. Yep. Punts don't count. Punts are cool. Punts are tight, dude. Fucking Desmond Howard against the 49ers. That punt, I was still vacuuming. (laughs) It <laughs> was 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. I was vacuuming. I thought it was an interception. I just saw someone streaking up the sideline. Come to find out, Desmond Howard returned a punt. It was fucking awesome. In the mud? <laughs> that game kicked ass. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I was too little. Mm. But, yes, just a laundry list of things that you want to see in a game all fucking happen in the game that we went to. Is it because we went to the game? Probably. Dude, I think... Is it because we needed to happen? Also probably. Is it because... I rubbed my nipples extra hard before it happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. That would be gross. Why would I? Oh, ever... I thought you did. That's disgusting. Get it's that fine. out of your mind, you fucking nasty. Okay, don't be don't be so suburban, dude. People got to rub Look, their nipples. I for rubbed stuff. my nipples before the missed field goal that got pulled to the right. <laughs> That's when I used the nipple rubbing power. Not, the one that. Not, not the kick return. The first one. The first one. Yeah. The first one. Because he took credit for doing one. I was like, well, Peter did one. I did. Yeah, I did the other one with the flashlight. No, I absolutely 100%. The missed field goal to the right, the first one, that was me. You're welcome. Yeah. I was screaming my brains off. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I was screaming my brains out. Pull it to the right. And they did. You just knew. Fucking awesome. You did it. They did it for me. For me. That's 
I will. I won't lie. I was calling for the opposite direction of where he missed his second one. I. So I was wrong on that. Well, so the second one was me because I remember it at the beginning. So at the beginning of the game, they said, let's see your flashlights. And then like no one pulled their flashlights out. And I was like, why did they do that? That would be a good thing to do for field goals. Yeah. And I was like, why? That'd be a great thing to do. Everyone start flashing their lights and shit. And so I'm pretty sure I was the only one that was flashing their light and I was just doing weird signals trying to get his attention. And sure enough, he kicked that shit right at us. Yeah. If there's one, you, you know about kickers in the NFL, when they go to kick the ball, they're looking at row 41 <laughs> of section 135. Well, the thing is, they're looking right down the middle. And if there's a weird light that's like annoying and like, they're like, is that a spot? Am I seeing shit? That was. That was 100% me. I don't think you're the you're first. You're welcome. I, I don't think you're the first. You're welcome because I did that shit for all of you guys. I do have to say one thing about Lambeau Field. They are corrupt with their fan giveaways. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's Speak on up. that. Those fan giveaways for Fan Appreciation Day. Let's just say I didn't feel appreciated. Fuck you, Fan Appreciation Day. For one, it's not Fan Appreciation Day. They didn't even have a fucking door giveaway. You got to have a door giveaway. Give me a fucking bobblehead at the door, you son of bitches. Right. Obviously. But How often do baseball teams give away bobbleheads? You got eight games a year. You can't give me a fucking bobblehead. I kind of like All these games, they have... Fucking giveaways. We're giving away this to this section, this section, this section, this section. And this row, this row, this row, this row. But the way the sections work in Green Bay, the first in the bucket, if you're in the bucket, it's like 60, 70 rows deep. In the upper fucking rows, it's like 10 rows deep. So when they do the things that are like every section, this is your row, this is your seat. They have to do it in like the first 10 fucking digits or in the first 10 numbers. And if you're above 10 in the fucking seating sections... You're not ever going to win one because section fucking 364 doesn't have a fucking a row 12. They don't have a row 13. They don't have a row 27. They don't have a row 43. They're doing single digits every time. Mm-hmm. So we should form a class action suit and sue Lambo and take them fucking down. Here's, so here's here's one thing is that section 642 is not the good seats. Section 304 is above us. So it's really just if you're in the 100 sections. Yep. And you're above row 10, you're not getting shit. And that's most the stadium. And mm-hmm. we're all pissed. And I think if we all said something, we could get something done. Wes Ahakowitz owes me money. Boom. Bam. Badop. Lawsuits. 
Dude, how fucking dope was that Mason Crosby field goal? Oh, that thing. Yeah, dude, that was that has such a warm spot in my heart because that finished off the dominance in the first half. And it was so fucking snarky to be able to steal that three points from them. Mm-hmm. That was the best part. It was stolen. They mm. fucking missed their second field goal. Yep. And Mace came out and fucking drilled it off the crossbar <laughs> and doinked it in. And it was like you watch that, like watching Packers, that field goal yeah. from across the stadium on the other side. Mm-hmm. Just like watching it fly through the air. And it was like, it looked like perfectly online. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. that's accurate. It's low. Mm-hmm. It's it's Mason's line. It's Mason's long kicks anymore. You know, Mason used to have these booming arcing kicks, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like this old man. He keeps. I, I know how to get it fifty six yards. Yeah, you give me a second, and it and it just you, you just had faith in it the whole time, mm-hmm. and even when it when you saw it hit the cross when I saw it hit the crossbar, I was like money. Like I was like that's good. That's 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 just enough. And it sure you know. Because you don't know if it's going to bounce out, out yeah. or in. It just, yeah. You're looking at the fans across the stadium, and when they start going wild, you're like, yeah. No, I just I watched the ball. I was like, skip right through. I was like, yeah. Man. I didn't know as it was up in the air, and I started <laughs> seeing fucking crowd the crowd react. They were like, oh. yeah. Well, yeah. dude, I told you because I was out there watching him hit field goals before, and you know I. They brought in someone else to do the kickoffs. Yeah. I have never really had that much faith in the power of Mason's leg. And as he gets older, it's, you know, it, I have less and less faith. I've had all but the faith I, in the power of his leg. When I saw him drill that, he drew, drilled a 52-yarder in practice. I was like, oh, it's a good day. It's a good yeah. day. You saw him hit that before? That. Yeah. I so, told you. When you came back, I was like, yeah, dude, he just he nailed a 52-yarder. So, Tracy Wolfson. Watching on the broadcast, two fun facts about the field goal. First of all, Tanyan's catch before the field goal, he gets tackled two yards short of the target line. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, so it's out of range. And then they kick it, and uh, right before they kick it, they send it down to Tracy Wolfson, who's like, they brought up this kicker um, to, you know, to kick long field goals and uh, kickoffs. Crosby did not attempt a field goal this long in warm-ups. Yeah. And then boom, he nailed it. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, he didn't attempt a fifty-six. The perfect, the perfect kick. It was like it was like it was like Madden, hundred power, hundred accuracy. Like it has to be that perfect kick right. to get it to that spot on the crossbar. Right. And also, out. fun fact: after the kick went through, you saw the kicker that we brought in walking off the field with a duffel bag, like, oh no. No shit, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me some head. Well, Damn. that was fun. Thanks for bringing me in. Apparently, you didn't. The new Devonte Adams. I guarantee you, I get a paycheck out of this, and I will enjoy that. And I'll fucking spend it at the Sizzler, fucking for. Yeah. Man, Matt. But I clearly understand. I am no longer needed here. I'm leaving at halftime forever. He's like, I couldn't kick that shit. Man, Matt LaFleur talked about the decision to make that kick after the game. And I remember 
when when it was happening in the moment, Mason Crosby was like halfway out on the field before things started switching over. And I was like looking at it and it was like he looked confident. You know, he, you could tell he was he was going out there to make he was like, this is my kick. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so Matt LaFleur talked about it after the game and he was like, yeah, you know, we were thinking, I, you know, it was a little bit it was a little bit far, but I turned around and Mason was out there. And so I was like, you know, I just gave it to him. Yep. And that's what it was. It was. So that was cool. It was cool to see all that shit and just be in it. Man, dude, I was like the first quarter of the game. I was like emotionally just like on the verge of tears the whole time. Just like looking around, seeing everything. It's like we fucking made it. Yeah, we made it here. Yep. And it I was, left my kids behind for this. <laughs> and it was question. a lot of Vikings fans there. Yeah. A lot of Vikings fans there, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that made it better or worse? Oh, man. I mean, I, I think it. I mean, it would have been better if there weren't any Vikings fans there, if it was you all Packers think? fans. But it was also better that there were Vikings fans. So it's like they, it was better both ways. I I if definitely were a loss. It would have been horrible that all those Vikings fans. Yes, were yes. It yeah. was fun to have those Vikings fans around it and get was, chippy with them. Yeah, I feel like it was so inspiring to see the Vikings fans there. Like to see them in the corner of my eye, every fucking play was like, let me scream my heart the fuck out, so mm-hmm. these bitches know where they are and that they fucked up for coming here. Yeah. Every yeah, single yeah. fucking play, I let my entire lungs just open up. I don't even know what I was saying half the time. I was just, let's make noise. Noise come out of my fucking body and flow through each and every fucking Viking fan in front of me on the way to the field because I've got to hit them, I've got to hit them, and i got to hit them in the fucking face with my noise. I think it was really fucking inspiring, and, like, I know you don't want to let the opposing team in there, but I feel like it was so inspirational to see them right there to be like, fuck them. No fucking way. Do you get to come into my house and go away with the win? Hell yeah. I am hey. going to fucking release every bit of energy that I have because I see you. Because I see you and because I hate you. And I want you to know that you are going to fucking die here in Lambeau Field. Do, do you think that going to that Chiefs game, because that was the fun fucking experience there, being around all those Chiefs fans, and then there were ton of Packer fans there. It was like, <coughs> that was such fun back and forth with them. But I think that did teach me. It was like, we are not going to let these motherfuckers in the game. Uh, absolutely. Going to a great road game like that and taking a win away was extremely inspirational fan-wise. You learn how to be courteous and kind and still steal a win and still be a fucking loud asshole. I mean, that was our whole upbringing, right? Yeah. Like, we we, we grew up in, in a we road game. We live in Bears country. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of road game, Packers play in Denver next year. Mm-hmm. So see Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. <laughs> God, I hope neither of those is true. Hey, it'll be fun to see Nathaniel Hackett go against his the the team that he coached. Yep. <laughs> when he's back with the Packers. <laughs> when he's hired back as the Broncos head coach. No, when he's back with the Packers. No, when he's hired back as the Broncos, Broncos head coach. They're not going to hire him again. They're he a bad organization. He was, he was a dog shit He is coach. not as bad as the Broncos are. That's probably true, though. Like, if you had a – like. If you were to make a Bizarro franchise and you had, like, Vic Fangio, Vance Joseph, Nathaniel Hackett, like, you'd have a pretty good team. Yeah. You'd have a pretty well-coached team. Anyway. Fucking anyway. Look at this. No one else can look at it. Yeah. Um... That's such a funny camera like shot that they get because with the we're we are rewatching the game where again. Justin Jefferson melees a referee with his helmet and he didn't by the way I will yeah. say that he did but he he didn't he no. pulled back yeah. he was just frustrated it was normal right but it's fun to make it look like he lost his fucking mind and tried to Mason Rudolph a referee <laughs> yeah that- <laughs> or, I guess Miles Garrett a referee yeah. <coughs> I like that I victim blamed there. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, he looked real mad, and I enjoyed that he looked day. real mad. Oh my gosh! Today, I I said I said that day was the day he became a Viking. Was when he <laughs> law he got his ass whooped and he went out and bitched about getting taunted. Fuck you! Stay yep. down. See, look at this this year right here. It's such a beautiful design the fake sneak all right let's let's uh so that game is a beautiful book mm. beautiful. <laughs> i am currently drinking out of a koozie that has the date and has both teams and it's weird because it's got the vikings sigil and it's got the vikings lettering and I never thought I could ever let something like that into my home. And I could never enjoy anything with Vikings lettering or Vikings symbols on it. But it is such a beautiful symbol of a fantastic day. And just a fucking trouncing. 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 What? Fucking weird word is trouncing, but we trounce those bitches. I feel like a trouncing is where you just jump on someone over and over again. Yeah, like hop just, on top type shit. Yeah. Like spring-loaded jumping just on them. Boom, boom, boom. Hilarious bases in the background. <laughs> it is straight myrtleizing. Myrtleize. Yes. I have a thing with the Viking symbology in my hand. And normally I would think it would make me want to vomit. Symbolism, Andrew. The word is symbolism. You know, symbology. Have you never read fucking Dan Brown? 
I have watched uh, Arthur Saints. Arthur, what is what is his fucking stupid name? Symbologist. He's yeah, symbologist. That is his job. I don't think it's a real job. <coughs> he will tell you how Jesus is not real because how the fucking Mona Lisa looked at the wrong direction. But this koozie makes me extremely fucking happy. Because this fucking Viking, despite him looking normal, I know he's sad. <laughs> this is sad Viking. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> you got your ass kicked on this day, on this fucking level, to a fucking extent that you will never fucking escape. Vikings, you had this year when the Packers sucked. And we still fucked you up when it mattered. Mm. So, mm. so are we gonna win this Lions game? No. <laughs> <laughs> I said like a month ago. I think it's gonna be really fucking funny when the Packers do everything in their power to get in playoff position and don't make it because we can't get over the Lions. Man, how funny would that be if the Seahawks won earlier in the day and then the Sunday night football game, the last football game of the season, we lose to the Lions and neither of us make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. Because that would be the scenario. It would be really funny. It would be unfortunate. But look, love the Packers, clearly, sitting here doing a Packers podcast. Always have loved the Packers to the umpteenth degree. Except for earlier this season. No, yep. I still love the Packers to the umpteenth degree. I still hated Aaron Rodgers, and that doesn't change. I love the Packers. We'll always love the Packers. What like is... But... I want us to do fucking great things. And it was so amazing that we got to do the great things when we went to the game. And Aaron Rodgers did not have a particularly special game. Didn't even throw for 200 yards. It was not an Aaron Rodgers game. He got to run his little touchdown, and that was fine. But what is it like for you? Like, I want to ask this, because, like, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we talked about you know, Aaron Rodgers, you not liking him. How do you like this team without liking Aaron Rodgers? How has your relationship with Aaron Rodgers developed as he's gone through a, you know, comparatively quiet year, mm-hmm. um, not only in terms of his performance, but his off the field fucking bullshit. He's been quiet, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't on McAfee saying, um, that DeMar Hamlin's vaccine was the reason he went into cardiac arrest or anything <laughs> fuck ignorant like that, mm-hmm. which, you know, is like where we were with him last year, basically saying the most heinous shit, shit. Yeah. you know? So as that's happened, the season's gone on. He's just out there doing, doing his thing, trying to win for the team. What, what is mm-hmm. your, what is your like, 
working relationship like with him like he's like a co-worker right on Sundays you go to work with Aaron Rodgers and you like you have mutual goals right um, I mean I feel like you just described it yeah mm-hmm. I go to work with Aaron Rodgers we have fucking mutual goals I hope he fucking does the best he can for my team I mm-hmm. hope he does the best fucking dishwashing he can for Denny's <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you just said your team is Denny's. If it was any other corporate situation and he was in any sideways fucking position to help that corporate fucking entity out, I want him to do that. It's not a sideways position, Andrew. He's the quarterback. He is the quarterback. But guess what? We have a whole lot of fucking other people on this team who are incredibly fucking important. It didn't feel like we did at the beginning of the year. It didn't feel like we did at the beginning of the year, but it certainly fucking did at this game. Yeah. Did we got TJ Slayton. This was not an Aaron Rodgers game by any fucking scope skate. Scoop, 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 whatever. I don't think it's any of those words in that lexicon (laughs) that you were cycling through. I think you meant measure. Doesn't matter. By any scale? Sure. Any scope of the imagination. Any scope of the scopescape scale. (laughs) Talented quarterback, obviously. I would be a fucking stupid remissed asshole if I said Aaron Rodgers was not a capable quarterback. He is. He absolutely is. And I want him to have success while he is leading this team. But I would love for everybody to outshine him. And at this particular Vikings game, many a fucking Packer outshined him. And I loved it. Thing is, if you guys have a mutual goal, yeah, let's get there. This this dude has to shine. He has to shine more than he has. He doesn't. <laughs> oh, he does. I, I think he this game exemplified that the Packers can win with Aaron Rodgers in the backseat. We we can't win like this every week. Sure, we can. Why the fuck not? Because we had 210 yards of return versus 15 <laughs> yards of offense. Yeah, let's do that again <laughs> every <laughs> fucking game. That sounds great. It was a really fun time. Yeah. I hope we do that every fucking game for the rest of life. I if will also be rooting for Aaron Rodgers to play his ass off. To play Whatever better. Has to happen. I'm not going to detract from Aaron. I'm just saying I definitely hope everybody else shines more than you. If Aaron has to take the fucking forefront and shine, that's okay. Okay. But also, I think he's a racist. <laughs> Why do you think he's a racist? 
Because I don't think he likes black people that aren't fucking Randall Cobb. <laughs> and I why do you think, think that he likes Randall Cobb because he had a husky with those eyes once. <laughs> I do not think that Aaron Rodgers is particularly prejudiced. I think he's a racist because he's a white person. Yup. I think, but I also think that Aaron Rodgers sees inequality. I because he because of things that he said. I think he has more black friends than I have. So fucking. Yeah, but percentage-wise, I have, like, two friends. (laughs) Percentage-wise, I'm pretty sure I'm doing better than him. Andrew, do you want the Seahawks to win, or do you want them to lose? What's the outcome as far as it goes to the Packers? Well, it's it's huge. Yeah, it, if the Seahawks win, then the Lions can't get in the playoffs. I don't give a shit about that. The Lions are it's it's the Packers are either facing an eliminated team or not, or a team with something to play for. Right. So the Lions will either have do I a want the, scenario. Do I, want, do I want the Lions to have a reason to play? Yes. I think I want the Lions to have a reason to play, right? Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. I think the general knowledge, like, even going into uh, last game, it was obvious that things were more juiced when we found out the Commanders lost. It was like, okay, let's go. Let's We have to fucking win this game. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like you, you definitely get more energy. But I think for me personally, thinking of the Lions – as having something to play for. It's Dan Campbell. It's a new era, but it's the fucking lions, dude. Mm-hmm. It is. The lions are not ready for that shit. Yeah. The coach is a ridiculous human being. <laughs> you say a ridiculous human being. Mm-hmm. He's nuts. Dan <laughs> Campbell. <laughs> Dan Campbell's tight. But that's why you love football. Dan Campbell is fucking football itself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not mad at that. Like, football needs more ridiculous human beings, not less. Because it's a ridiculous fucking sport. Like, as Mm -hmm. we've seen, you can play football and you can die on the field. Didn't know if you knew this before that everybody fucking just saw that it's possible to die on the field. But what did I say when... Pop texted that some dude's heart stopped. It finally happened. I said, fuck, did it finally happen? Because I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to die playing this game because it is ridiculously possible that you can die playing this game. Yeah. It is absolutely a feasible possibility that you die hitting each other as hard as you fucking can in the chest, in the head, in the neck. 
people can die doing this. It's only a matter of time. Thank God it didn't to Demar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Glad yeah. him. Gonna be sad for who it does happen to, but given the infinity of time and how things work, given enough time, anything that can will eventually happen. Somebody's gonna die on the field eventually. It's gonna happen if we keep playing this violent-ass sport. And we've all got to, at some point in time, just make peace with that and be like, yeah. It also almost happened in soccer like three years ago, too. That Denmark guy, Mm. Erickson. Either Um, somebody's going to die or you're going to stop playing the fucking sport. Which is it? Because we're not going to stop playing the sport. We can all fucking retroactively fucking get upset and throw tantrums and cancel games and reschedule shit and look down and be like, oh, we need to make this sport safer. But in the way the sport is played, somebody's going to die eventually. It's going to fucking happen if we keep playing it the way the game is played. Yeah. Well, I think, like, slowly the game is becoming more safe. Like, it has to become more safe to survive. Right. To become appealing to kids. It's still not going to be safe enough. Like, this hit was not a crazy hit, right? I didn't see it. I never watched it. It's pretty fucking textbook. Nothing out of pocket happened. It was it was really freaky. I did see a video of it. Um, T Higgins like kind of just drove into the dude's chest, and it took him back a little bit. So Demar took him down, and then he stood up, looked like he kind of freaked out for like a second, and then just dropped. Hmm. It, yeah, that was that was nuts. Wild but also not unexpected. Well, the thing is, like a hit like that, that's not what you're expecting it to be. You're expecting mm-hmm. it to be like a broken neck, broken back. Mm-hmm. Dude, the way fucking Mike White got folded in half, that looked like it should have just broken his back and just broken him. <laughs> Like, he folded all the way around whoever was tackling him. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But. This is, though, this is like one of the most unified responses to a tragedy that I've ever seen. Like, for everybody to come together, and then there was like Skip Bayless. (laughs) Who was like. Like, I think they need to play the game. <laughs> and everybody fucking dogpiled Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. I, that was, it was pretty magical. And I, I just wish that it, it was amazing to see this much empathy go into one situation. And for one moment, everybody to just be like, yeah, human life is more important. You know, right. maybe if people, you know, like watched, Michael Brown 
get shot in front of them. <laughs> you know, it would be different. We wouldn't fucking. Michael it. Brown got choked out. Choked out. No, yeah. You know, he got no, shot. Michael Brown. Eric Garner got choked yeah. out. Yeah. Michael Brown got shot. We might have to edit that out. Get it. And that makes all the sense in the world. But at the same time, like, and I supremely hate, hate Skip Bayless <coughs> and everything he's ever said. But at the same time, I was like, but he's, he's kind of right, though, because this is football. And like I said initially, like, I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to die during this game. This doesn't surprise me. I'm not. Not shocked and taken aback by the fact that this is happening during a football game. And if this dude did not die, then why are we reacting this extremely? And I think it's just because the shock that people had of seeing the CPR on field. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, man, his heart was stopped on the field and they couldn't revive him. That's like... But they could revive him and they did revive him. Yeah, but like for a while... For nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like for several minutes of... For nine minutes? Was it 20 minutes? Was it a couple seconds? Yeah. I've gotten a million different stories. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, if if your heart isn't working like that, that means that you're dead. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be playing football at all then. That is a bad idea. Yeah. <coughs> Damn. Couldn't even get to the mute button. Yeah, Nausgaard was right, though. I think if we were all exposed a little bit more to death, I think it might. There's no other way to have that much empathy there's no other way to react like that, to like have the heart in you to say that this doesn't matter unless you're faced with something like that, unless you see that. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a really kind of a beautiful response to see. Well, it's cool that his toy drive's doing real well now. Yeah. It's a little late. (laughs) (laughs) True. It's going to be real weird for all these kids getting fucking all these toys in mid-January. I think they'll be okay with it. Santa? No, it's because the dude almost died, so now you get a toy. Cool. You know, the hell more people almost die. Peter, are you crying? No. All right. (coughs) What the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) I don't know, man. This has been a very laid back podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We always do our best work. When the season's on the line. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. It's cool that the Packers have a chance. I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. Four and six 
was nuts. Four and eight. It was really like you don't come back from that. You shouldn't come back from that. If you because if you come back from that, then you just have to keep thinking about how you went four and eight. <laughs> so if the Packers do lose, it's like they deserved it. Yep. They deserved it. This isn't they're not killing my expectations. They already did that. Oh, but they kind of are. Like it's it, <laughs> at this point it is just like are you better than the Lions? Are you better than the Lions? I don't Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Always are you oh, better than the Lions? Lions got I've always said winners. it would be funny. They don't even give him touchdowns anymore. Because if you're not better than the Lions, then you're a fucking joke. Man, what if the game came down to like fourth and goal on the one? Or let's say on the three. And they just hand it. They're down four points and they got to like hand it to Jamal Williams. Jamal just trying to run through the break. I would say you motherfucker. I love you so much. (laughs) I mean, this is the thing. If it came down to Jamal Williams, would any of us be mad at Jamal Williams if he stole our fucking chance? Jamal, I would be both. Jamal, we're coming back for you. I would say I would be mad, and I would also say, but I'm so happy for you. It's like the end of The Wire when fucking uh, McNulty tells Kima that if she fucking thought it needed to be done, then it needed to be done. Jamal Williams, if you feel like it needed to fucking end this way, then it needed to end this way. Yeah. I would not be mad at Jamal Williams if he is the one that puts the fucking nail in our coffin. Any other line might be fucking annoying, but Jamal Williams, I don't. He can do whatever he wants. That dude is hilarious. Also, it's crazy because the Lions were worse than us. They were one in six. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) If they don't win, they don't deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And then they won seven out of nine. Yeah, I, I want the... I want the Lions to be in a position where they can win and get in because I think that's just too much for them. Look look at Devontae being fast enough to outrun him, finally. Did you – how'd you do in your fantasy game? Oh, no. I ended up winning. Oh. Yeah, Burrow got just enough points before that game got canceled. Oh, yeah, shit. The Mm. thing is – I'm not, I wasn't even sure, like... They were going to count anything? Yeah. Is it no, s- they took they took my points away. They took your points away? Yeah. No! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. If we're going to stick with it or not. Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. Um... I needed one point from Joe Burrow. Yeah. The game ended up yeah. getting canceled. Bad beat. All right. 
right, well, this has been the Packer Force podcast. <laughs> Are you finding it? It's it's coming. Listen, I do have to apologize for like the last 10, 15 minutes of this podcast. Um, yeah. Listen, if this is the last happy moment in Packer Force history, in the Aaron Rodgers era, if everything goes terrible from here, then fuck it. At least we beat the fucking bullshit out of the Vikings. Yeah, that was We beat them into fucking oblivion. Yeah, we didn't even talk about whether or not this would be Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer. Right. Like, how's your working relationship with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Well, you know, we take the other angle. We're working on it. So. Yeah. To be determined. To be determined. But this was nice. This was a real nice thing that happened. And I'm glad that we went from 4-8 and eight to 7-8 and eight so we could get to 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. And we did it together. This is the Packer Force Podcast signing off. <laughs> Go rub your butthole.